0: will die and subside
1: Hello everybody and welcome to the Infinite Generation podcast. My name is Itu Mamasedi and I'm standing in for the host with the most. Chefu is not with us today. She's at home. She's well, but she needed time to rest and recover. Um, she does not have a voice. So uh, because I have a voice and we have a podcast to put out, I thought I would stand in. Um, and we could maybe do a mid-season review as well and chat about all the things that we said we would do, all of the goals that we set for ourselves alongside with you as our vision partners at the beginning of the year, and where to from now, and really just share a couple of things that um, are in my heart, just as pertaining how we're going to do what we we have planned uh, for ourselves to do. As you can tell, the song that played okay, before this is an unfamiliar song. That is a song called God of the Universe and it's the brand new single from Infinite Generation. The reason why I didn't play the entire song is because the song is not on streaming platforms and will not be for a while. We are going to be releasing the song exclusively to the members of the Infinite Generation WhatsApp community. So if you go to the description in this particular episode, you will find there a link that takes you directly to our WhatsApp group and our WhatsApp community. There we are building a community of people that we have got direct access to. Don't worry about spam. It's a one-way directional group. In other words, you'll only ever hear news that have got to do with updates from Infinite Generation what's happening what's coming up Uh, we are going to be having regular prayer evenings um, on wednesdays at 6 p.m south african time and whatever time it is uh, that you are in the world you'll be able to get that content exclusively it will not be happening anywhere else apart from the infinite generation whatsapp group one may say why uh, a whatsapp group i think uh, just generally social media is so fragmented that it's very difficult to do anything significant, um, and it's difficult to get any attention focused on a particular thing because um, attention is, you know, split between many many things on your timeline, and so we are just trying to build a more direct relationship with the people who matter to us and. Um, who uh, care about the Vision of Infinite Generation in much more direct ways. So please head on to the description of this episode. In there you will find a link, click on it, it's going to take you directly to our WhatsApp community. When that community reaches um, 200 members, we have said we are going to release the exclusive single, may just also come with another single, who knows. Um, So please, please do uh, go and click on the link Uh, in the description of this episode and we look forward to seeing you on our whatsapp group. So that's the first thing that's really important for us um, for this particular uh, episode and this is like a a mid-season review. The second thing that is important is we have been sharing quite a lot um, on, on the the concept of the prayer meeting and a couple of people have been asking if we're going to be hosting a physical prayer meeting where people come into a room and pray, Uh, And the answer is really yes and, and no. The prayer meeting as we see it at this point in time is more a concept of what the foundation of infinite generation is and it's us painting a picture of what is important as far as what we believe to be a culture that we want to attach to our brand. In other words we're going to be doing a lot around the theme of prayer as we go forth into the second half of the year. Um, It's going to include physical meetings, of course, but we're going to be doing a lot of uh, prayer um, evenings on the same WhatsApp group I've just referenced now. Just because we want to make sure that as we build ourselves and as we grow further into the vision that God has given us for this year and just generally as infinite generation, We find ourselves anchored to our core, find ourselves anchored to what we truly believe we have been called to do, first of all, as Christians, individual Christians, but also secondly, um, as the body of Christ and as the church, right? So I'm going to be speaking about that for a few minutes with you and just sharing what our heart is as infinite generation as far as this is concerned. You know, Jesus was a great teacher, and he was also a great orator. And that's why some of the ways that Jesus taught the principles of the kingdom of God would be through parables. And that is why when Jesus got ready to teach about the kingdom of God, he would say, the kingdom of God is like, and he would share a parable. Some of the most powerful instructions that we get from Jesus are found in the parables. He was a great storyteller. Jesus is possibly the most powerful leader. If Jesus was an entrepreneur and was a business leader, he would be in a league of his own. Well over 2,000 years after his departure, his organization, the church, is still growing. Jesus was in a league of his own in leadership Jesus was a powerful teacher he taught one day about the parable of the prodigal son and he taught us in there a few key themes you could find the the key theme of forgiveness you could find the theme of the redemptive power of the grace of god if you dug Long enough, you could probably speak about the anatomy of breakthrough that we see all throughout the scriptures, in fact. Uh, so one may argue that the prodigal son's breakthrough started when, right there where the Bible says, and then he came to himself. And and we see that also, um, this internal dialogue that happens And that is indeed necessary for your breakthrough, almost as though it is the catalyst for a breakthrough. We see it in the woman with the issue of blood, for example, where the Bible says she said to herself. She kept on saying to herself. We don't know whether this was reported by her afterwards or or by second accounts, but it's an important thing to underscore. Jesus was a powerful teacher. He taught about, about faith. And he gives the oxymoron. And he says, if you want to do great things, do small things. He says, your faith doesn't need to resemble the thing you need from God. He says, faith that moves mountains may as well be as small as a mustard seed. And I paraphrase. Jesus was a powerful teacher. He teaches in oxymorons, in a mind-blowing way. Because one would think that to do big things, you need big resources. One would think that to do mighty things, you need mighty connections and and big talents and a lot of time and a lot of stuff. But Jesus says, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you can speak to this mountain and say to it, be removed He was a powerful teacher. But one of the most powerful teachings that Jesus gives to his disciples is one that carries the recipe to his entire ministry. He teaches them about prayer. And we see this in the Lord's Prayer. But something that we overlook much of the time when we look at the Lord's Prayer is the conversation that Jesus has with them, his disciples, before he shares with them the Lord's Prayer. You know, my mentor, whenever I go to her with an exciting idea, uh, well, I, well, I think. And I go, blah, 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 blah. And she goes, yeah, 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 sure, that's all good and well. Show me the money. <laughs> she says, show me the money. And, and, and that's really to say... Uh, Where's the money at? How are you going to make your money? Where's the profit here? What's the business model? So she's very impatient with me when she feels that I'm not thinking about the recipe. And Jesus here shares with his disciples the recipe of his ministry. And as he gets ready to show them the money, he shares with them principles of how to pray. But before he does that, He gives them a diss track. Because he says, don't be like those other guys. When we read in Matthew chapter number 6. The Lord's prayer really starts at about verse number 9. Where Jesus says, pray then like this. But before that he's speaking about how not to pray. For example, in the first verse. Of that chapter of the book of Matthew. Matthew chapter number 6. He says. Beware of practicing. Your righteousness before other people. In order to be seen by them. For then you will have no reward from your father. Who is in heaven. He says. Thus when you give to the needy. Sound no trumpet before you. Don't tweet. Don't post about it. Don't tell anybody the good work that you are doing. He says, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may praise, they may be praised, that they may be praised by others. He says, truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you give to the needy, because you must, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret. and your father who sees in secret will reward you and when you pray do not heap up empty phrases as the gentiles do for they think that they will be heard for their many words as te- teaches about conciseness in prayer that when you pray to god don't think that you say many things it means you adding Weight to the prayer. He says, Conciseness is everything. He then continues to say, When you pray, do not be like them, for your father knows what you need before you ask him. For your father knows what you need before you ask him. Let's just pause there and think about this for some time. We're talking about prayer. One may say, if the father knows what I need before I ask him, why doesn't he just go ahead and give it to me? Many years ago, when I started in the broadcast industry, we worked a lot with radio. And working a lot with radio, it meant there were a couple of terms that were used almost all the time. And there was a term that was used and you would hear very many times people talking about in and out of frequency or in and out of coverage what this meant was especially for community and regional radios there was a certain frequency bandwidth that would mean as long as you are connected or tuned into this particular frequency bandwidth, you would be able to hear the broadcast from radio station X or Y. And quite literally, the difference between being in or out of frequency for a particular radio station could sometimes be one or two or a couple of meters. As soon as you get out of a certain region, you get out of coverage or out of frequency. I borrow this saying from the broadcast industry really to illustrate the point that has stayed with me my entire life. Which is to say, the fact that I'm not hearing a broadcast from radio station Y does not mean that the station is not broadcasting. It simply means I'm not tuned in. Let's bring it closer to home. Jesus teaches about prayer. And when he teaches about prayer, he says, Your father knows what you need before you ask for it. So one can conclude that prayer was never to announce my emergency to God. Or to wake God up to how dire my situation has gotten. To get God to attach a sense of urgency because... My mother is in hospital or my wife is ill or that I'm getting retrenched or that in a couple of weeks time I reach insolvency. What are we then learning from the principle that Jesus is giving here? Prayer is not about God. Prayer is not changing God. Prayer is not convincing God or convincing or compelling God to change his mind. Prayer doesn't change God. It changes you. And that's why Jesus says, don't worry about God knowing the situation. Worry about you knowing what God says about the situation. Hmm. This is pretty good stuff, this. And I borrow again the, 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 the term that comes from the broadcast industry. you will quite frequently hear people talking about about waves in broadcast. you know they call it the airwaves. And, and in the in, in the Christian circles we, we talk about a move of God you know, when people talk about a move of God. And I don't think that that quite aptly describes what happens when God does things because it seems to suggest, That there is a particular direction in which God is moving. And so you need to catch up with that move of God. Whereas I think the move of God is more like a wave. Like the waves of the ocean. God is not necessarily moving to and fro. Because he's present everywhere. He's the Alpha and the Omega. If you were to run back right to the beginning of time, you would crash into him. And if you were to run forward to the ending of it all, you would crash into God. Ever-present. That's, that's the idea of omnipresent. He's present everywhere. He's present in space, but he's present in time. The only entity which exists in time at the same time. At the beginning, right now, and in the future. In time. That is why he says to the prophet, I knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb. Whew it's good so i think that to aptly describe what we're trying to say here is god is the sea and and the move is the wave and those who will be able to capitalize on the wave are those who are ready to ride the wave Uh, let me work towards a conclusion jesus then says okay pray then like this our father in heaven Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your principles, your rule book, the way you want things to happen. Your kingdom come. Your will be done, your way, your preference, your desire. Your will be done. On earth, On earth in my life in my job in the situation that is dire in my health in my finances in my business in my marriage shattered and broken my relationship as it may be let it be done on earth as it is in heaven let your heavenly reality be our earthly experience Give us this day, give us this day, not tomorrow, not next year, we've always worried about tomorrow, we've always worried about making rent, if you're an entrepreneur you know what the worry is when you reach the 20th and you don't know how you're going to pay salaries, we've always worried, you've never added any days to your life by worry, Jesus teaches, give us this day. Don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow has its own worries. Our daily bread, our daily bread, our bread, our food, our sustenance. Jesus teaches dependence on God. He said, give us this day, Lord, our daily bread. And forgive us our debts. Forgive us our sins as we also forgive those who sin against us says give us the grace to give grace to others as freely and as readily as we are to receive it from you you know we learn from psychology that there are over 50 biases and one of those biases is to is, is the bias of believing that a thing is more dire when it happens to you in other words it's it deserves more punishment when it is other people wronging you versus when it is you wrongs others he says as we forgive those who sin against us and he continues to say and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil deliver us from evil Lord sometimes it's the evil that we invite into our own lives sometimes it's evil that we get into because we are at the wrong place deliver us from evil and then he gives a part that uh, some, some versions don't, don't contain, especially contemporary versions. He says, for thine is the kingdom, the power, the power, the power and the glory. The power is yours, Lord. I may feel like I'm in control, but, but I live long enough and I bump into the vicissitudes of life and they show me that I didn't have power. Thine is the power, for thine is the kingdom generation podcast where we talk all things christian lifestyle
0: stream on streamoda.com or your favorite podcast streaming app today